Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 1. Righteous art thou, O Jehovah, when I plead towards thee. Only judgments do I speak with thee. Wherefore did the way of the wicked prosper? At rest have been all treacherous dealers. Jeremiah is asking the Lord, Why do wicked people prosper, and no one comes after them? This is a generalization, but all of us have experienced this before. We've known somebody who was wicked, who tormented us, but they themselves never seemed to get any judgment from the Lord. 2. Thou hast planted them, yea, they have taken root, they go on, yea, they have made fruit, near art thou in their mouth, and far off from their enemies. To be planted and take root is to prosper. Wicked people make money, they make friends, they become famous, so they do prosper. They make fruit, which also is talking about prosperity. And it says that they talk about God, but God does not bring their enemies against them. 3. And thou, O Jehovah, thou hast known, thou seest me, and hast tried my heart with thee. Draw them away as sheep to slaughter, and separate them for a day of slaughter. Jeremiah says, You've put me to the test. Please acknowledge that they do not love you, and let them die. Have you ever had anybody who tormented you so much that you wish that the Lord would take them out? That's what Jeremiah is saying to God. These men of Anathoth, his own hometown men, wanted him dead. They hated him so much that they were plotting to kill him. And Jeremiah is asking the Lord, Will you please kill them first, so that they don't kill me? 4. Till when doth the earth mourn, and the herb of the whole field wither, for the wickedness of those dwelling in it, consumed have been beast and fowl, because they said, He doth not see our latter end. Jeremiah is making a point, saying that because of the evil of these men, even the land is mourning, even nature was under oppression because of them. So he was creating an argument to encourage the Lord to kill them. Now in verse 5, God is going to answer Jeremiah. And it's the answer that we all need to hear. 5. For with footmen thou hast run, and they wearied thee. And how dost thou fret thyself with horses, even in the land of peace, in which thou art confident? And how dost thou in the rising of Jordan? The Lord gives the perfect answer. He's actually changing the subject to what matters more. Jeremiah is obsessed with getting relief from his enemies, and he even asks the Lord to kill them because they're trying to kill him. And the Lord turns the tables and changes the subject completely and says, you're obsessed about the wrong thing. The Lord makes a metaphor and says, If you can't even run with footmen, how can you race against horses? And what the Lord means is, if you can't handle the pressure of your own countrymen coming against you, how are you going to handle the pressure when I send you to Jerusalem and the bigwigs come against you? The Lord is saying, prepare yourself. It's going to get worse. The race you're in now is preparation for what you're going to have to go through in Jerusalem. 
that's the answer to all of us. Instead of hoping that the Lord will take out our human enemies, we need to prepare ourselves for worse tribulation, because if we want to keep being his servant, worse tribulation will come. And it's because he wants to ultimately have mercy on our enemies. He wants them saved too. 6. For even thy brethren and the house of thy father, even they dealt treacherously against thee. Even they, they called after thee fully. Trust not in them when they speak to thee good things. The Lord says, even your own clan is against you. So don't trust them when they nod and smile to your face because behind your back, they're plotting against you. It's okay to be polite to our enemies, but it isn't prudent to trust them. Sometimes when people are totally against you, they'll still placate you and try to flatter you, to throw you off. They'll say something like, you're doing a really great job and we really appreciate you. But in reality, they're trying to get you axed. 7. I have forsaken my house. I have left mine inheritance. I have given the beloved of my soul into the hand of her enemies. The Lord does not have his bride anymore, which is Israel. He has given his bride to his enemies, which is Babylon. 8. Mine inheritance hath been to me as a lion in a forest. She gave forth against me with her voice. Therefore I have hated her. The Lord says, I hate my own inheritance, because he was supposed to be loved by his bride. 9. A speckled fowl is mine inheritance to me. Is the fowl round about against her? Come, assemble every beast of the field. Come ye for food. As always with prophets, the Lord causes the prophet to enact out what the Lord is doing. So Jeremiah had to forsake his bride because the Lord had to forsake Israel. And Jeremiah is going to have to give his bride to his enemies because the Lord has to give Israel to Babylon. The Lord says in verse 9 that he's going to allow the vultures and the wild beasts to eat his bride, which is Israel. Now those vultures and wild beasts are the army of Babylon. 10. Many shepherds did destroy my vineyard. They have trodden down my portion. They have made my desirable portion become a wilderness, a desolation. The Lord is mourning over the loss of Israel. And yes, it was his choice to let Babylon come, but he had to because he couldn't be a doormat and he had waited generation after generation for his people to repent and they never would. His witness to the world is that he is the one true God and if he kept allowing his people to do this hideous idol worship, it would be telling the world, well, maybe not. Maybe I'm really not God. And God can't speak that way. 11. He hath made it become a desolation. The desolation hath mourned unto me. Desolated hath been all the land, but there is no one laying it to heart. The Babylonians were desolating the land, but the people of Israel still weren't repenting. 12. On all high places in the plain have spoilers come in. For the sword of Jehovah is consuming. From the end of the land, even unto the end of the land, there is no peace to any flesh. The Babylonians attacked everybody who they could. 
People were running and they couldn't hide. The only ones who escaped the vengeance of the Babylonians were those who repented from their sins to God and followed his instructions to submit to the Babylonians. 13. They sowed wheat and have thorns reaped. They have become sick. They profit not, for they have been ashamed of your increases because of the fierceness of the anger of Jehovah. The Lord is warning the Babylonians not to take pride in conquering Israel because eventually he is going to have Babylon conquered by Persia. He's saying that in the long run, Babylon will not profit from overrunning Israel. 14. Thus said Jehovah concerning all my evil neighbors who are striking against the inheritance that I caused my people Israel to inherit. Lo, I am plucking them from off their ground, and the house of Judah I pluck out of their midst. Eventually the Lord will get retribution against all of those who attack Judah and Israel. But he's allowing them, in fact, he's causing them to attack now to prove his point that he is God and there is no other God. 15. And it hath been, after plucking them out, I turn back and have pitied them, and I have brought them back, each to his inheritance and each to his land. In verse 14, he warns Babylon that right now he is plucking Judah out, which means he's destroying Judah for now. But then in verse 15 he says, But one day in the future I will return all the people of Judah and Israel back to their inheritance. By plucking out, that also means that they're going to be taken as prisoners of war to Babylon. But the Lord says, Someday they're going to return. 16. And it hath come to pass, if they learn well the ways of my people, to swear by my name, Jehovah liveth, as they taught my people to swear by Baal, then they have built up in the midst of my people. 17. And if they do not hearken, then I have plucked up that nation, plucking up and destroying an affirmation of Jehovah. He says, when I allow them to come back, if they have learned by that time to swear by my name instead of swearing by the name of the demon gods, then they will be established here and I will let them rebuild. But if they haven't learned by then to honor me alone, then I will destroy them completely. So in this chapter, the Lord has foretold that Jeremiah is going to have to give up his bride to symbolize that the Lord is giving up his bride, Israel. But that hasn't actually happened yet. And that concludes Jeremiah chapter 12.